Today is October 23rd. You're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonio. And today is United Nations Day, Bill. Oh, that's great. Have you yeah. been to the UN in New York? I have, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Not only did I go to the UN, I also went to a private event at the United Nations when I was living in New York City. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, Marco, you're not that special because I have a friend who works at the UN. And when I went, I got like a private tour of places that you don't see on the regular tour. Oh, yeah. Can, any any secrets you can divulge? No, I just got to see rooms that you don't usually get taken to. And yeah. I love the United Nations building because it... It hasn't really changed much since like the JFK Pan Am days. So you really feel like you're stepping back in time. Like you just want to put on a pillbox hat. I know. I just want to grab my shoe and bang it on a desk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And of course, I'm sure everyone knows the United Nations is kind of its own country when you're on there. Like it has its own postal system. It's not technically part of the United States. It has its own police force as well. And if you work for the United Nations, you get a really cool blue passport. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a friend of mine does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a great day, even though it rained very hard that day. Mm -hmm. It was on the trip that I was there with my aunts who were taking a nap. And so I went to meet her at the UN, um, soaking, pouring rain. When it rains in New York, as I'm sure you know, you can't get a cab to save your life. Nope. So I got a bicycle courier that had like the plastic tarp over it. And as as I lifted my leg to get into it, my jeans ripped all the way under. Amazing. And that's how I spent the day, soaked with ripped jeans at the United nice. Nations with like a bum. Like I went to the UN like a bum, my mom's worst nightmare. I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, if you were born today, maybe your balls weren't hanging out like Bill's were in New York, <laughs> but it is said that you were determined and receptive with deep awareness, impressionable and enterprising you judge experiences by the way you feel and usually benefit from an existing range of emotions these go from being disciplined with with strong willpower to being charming and charismatic you know the worst part of it was what going to the un is not like going to a restaurant where the cab just pulls up in front of the door and you can run in you get out of the cab, you have to run across like the whole terrazza, like it's yeah. like upstairs and across the thing. And so by the time you get in the building, I was soaked. Like I didn't have an umbrella with me because I, it didn't, it wasn't raining until I left the hotel. I and love so it. Just, the, just from the cab to the building, I was drenched beyond belief. Uh, but thankfully the security guys were very nice. And I was like, my friend works here and I'm here to blah, blah, blah. Like they were all really, really sweet. So it, it ended up working out very nicely. Yeah. But oi. I have pictures of myself from that day. I look like a drowned fat rat. Oh my anyway. can, you, can you please post them on our Instagram account? I will look for them, yes. Okay. Find them. okay. And Razmi, if you're listening, thank you for that wonderful day. I love you very much. Okay. Birthday celebrants today. We've got, first up, Ryan Reynolds, who first gained notice on the show Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza before starring in the comedy National Lampoon's Van Wilder, which is where I discovered him, and I remember thinking he was very cute, which led to his star-making roles in X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Proposal, Green Lantern, and Deadpool. He most recently appeared in the Fast and Furious film Hobbs and Shaw and Pokemon Detective Pikachu, during which I fell asleep and actually heard myself snoring. And he's set to appear in the upcoming sequel to the hit comedy, The Hitman's Bodyguard. He was born on this day in Vancouver, British Columbia in 1976. Amelia Clark broke out as Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones, for which she was nominated for four Emmys. Her success on the show led to her also starring in the films Terminator Genesis, Me Before You, 
Solo A Star Wars Story, and last year's Last Christmas, which I call Wham Christmas. <laughs> she was born on this day in London in 1986. I love that you and Amanda go to the movies once every 30 years, but for some reason you went and saw Last Christmas, the movie that everyone hated. Listen, when we saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, it's just Wham songs that they're turning yeah. into a Christmas film. They should just call it Wham Christmas. Yeah. Um, we had to go see it. So we went We went with some friends and laughed our way through that whole yeah. show. I know. My friend Elva was like, when's the Elf movie coming out? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because in the trailer, she's always in her Elf costume. And she goes, okay, let's go see it. I said, all right. And like, listen, I worship the ground Emma Thompson walks on. I've talked about this before. I will never sure. miss anything that Emma Thompson's involved in. Uh, and I was kind of enjoying that movie, doing my best to enjoy it. But by the end, especially when that twist came along, I was like, guys, we are out of here. Like, this is bad. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. All right. Maybe she had too many uh, brandied fruit. That <laughs> she, she was too many. <laughs> That's a callback to a different day, Marco. That's from October like October 20th. Ago. That was yeah. that was three days ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still thinking about it. Yeah. All right. Margaret Qualley starred on the series The Leftovers and as Anne Ranking in last year's Fosse Verdon. Plus, she gained critical notice for her performance as Pussycat in Quentin Tarantino's Oscar-winning Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's the daughter of model Paul Qualley and actress Andy McDowell, and she was born on this day in Montana in 1994. Sam Raimi instantly gained legions of fans for his low-budget horror film breakthrough, Evil Dead, in 1981 which he followed with the bigger budget sequel in 1987 and then made Darkman, Army of Darkness, and moved into different genres with Westerns like The Quick and the Dead. Have you seen that with Sharon Stoneville? It's got Sharon Stone in it, Marco. What the fuck oh. do you think? <laughs> Was I've it seen any that good? movie like 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> Is it any good? No, of course not, but it's got Sharon Stone. I never miss a Sharon Stone movie. Are you kidding? Especially in the 90s. Are you kidding me? Oh, Oh my my God. Heather and I were there on the first day. Shit. Oh, forgive me, man. I didn't realize (laughs) this was the Sharon Stone podcast. I am that kind of gay man, Marco. When a fabulous woman's in a movie, I pay money. I'm there. I'm in my seat. It's done. What is it about Sharon Stone you love? Um, You know, that level of glamour with that level of intelligence is a thrill. Um, and I love my women, which I love my women dangerous, which is why I don't, uh, you know, while as uh, everyone else seems to love their women safe, everyone who thinks Anne Hathaway should play Catwoman likes their women safe. I like them dangerous, unpredictable. Sharon Stone is not the strongest dramatic actress who ever lived, but there's something about her that's just electric and on fire. And she also always seems to be having a great time. Yeah. And I love that. I love it when people show up with energy. They want to take over the world. They want to show you what they've got. uh, And they've got, you know, and they want to put on the most beautiful dress and look glamorous and be fantastic and be photographed and be a star. And in that way, she's very, very old school, I find. She's very glamour glamour of the old school way. And so, yeah, I just love Sharon Stone. But it is not her birthday. No, it's not. She's very captivating. But let's get back to Sam Raimi, who's not as captivating. He also made the first Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire and returned to horror with Drag Me to Hell. His film Oz the Great and Powerful in 2003 is his most recent feature, but he is reportedly preparing to, to make the Doctor Strange sequel set for release in 2022. He was born on this day in 1959. Oz the Great and Powerful was 2013, by the way, not 2003. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. sorry. Was that sorry. any good? 
it's okay. I enjoyed it, but it's not, it's not super memorable. I wouldn't, okay. it, and, unless there's something like, unless you're a complete Wizard of Oz head or you love James Franco, I wouldn't sure. say you have to see okay. it. Kate Del Castillo has starred in the films No Good Deed and Under the Same Moon and performed the voice of La Muerte in The Book of Life. Most recently, she appeared in the third Bad Boys film and the TV series La Reina del Sur. She was born on this day in Mexico City in 1972. Amandla Stenberg starred in the films As You Are and Everything Everything, as well as the 2018 critically acclaimed drama The Hate You Give. This past year, she appeared on The Eddie and was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1998. Uh, Amandla is the chant that um, anti-apartheid activists would sing uh, oh. in the 80s in South Africa. That's what she's named after. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's a great documentary called Amandla, A Revolution in Song. And I just thought it was a typo. Nope. Ang Lee came out of the social realist movement of Taiwanese filmmakers of the 90s, earning Oscar nominations for Best Foreign Language Film for his first international breakthroughs, the Wedding Banquet, and Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. His English-language debut, Sense and Sensibility, was a nominee for Best Picture. His 2000 romantic fantasy, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, was the highest acclaimed film of its year and won four Oscars. Then in 2005, he became the first non-Caucasian male to win Best Director when he received the Oscar for Brokeback Mountain, followed by a second Oscar for Life of Pi in 2012. His most recent film was Gemini Man with Will Smith, and he was born on this day in Pingtung, Taiwan in 1954. Dwight Yoakam is known as a pioneer in country music for marrying the genre with rock and roll, recording more than 20 albums and charting more than 30 singles on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. He has sold more than 30 million records, his album This Time going triple platinum and 12 other albums achieving gold status. As an actor, he appeared in Sling Blade, Crank, Panic Room, plus he owns the brand Bakersfield Biscuits. The Grammy winner was born on this day in Pikeville, Kentucky in 1953. 56. In 1956. And he dated Sharon Stone. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. The circle of life. I know. Are you going to ask me again if I like Sharon Stone, Marco? Or can no, I, I know you up? like her because All she's right, a strong Marco. woman who's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually going to be the name of this podcast, Strong <laughs> Woman Who's Dangerous. But we didn't think anybody would understand why yeah, we're talking we, about people's yeah, birthdays. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Beatty Edney made her film debut as the love interest in the cult favorite Highlander around the same time that she played Cecile in the Broadway production of Dangerous Liaisons. She went on to play Carol Richardson in the Oscar-nominated drama In the Name of the Father and appeared on Prime Suspect, Rosemary in Time, the film's Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, and as Pierce Brosnan's wife in the colonial drama Mr. Johnson. Most recently, she appeared on the hit series Poldark and was born on this day in London, England in 1962. I remember loving in the name of the father, but I have a feeling if I saw it today, I'd think it was garbage. No, no, it's great. It's still Is great. It still it's just great? A really, it's just a hard movie to watch again. You know, like it's not something right. you want to go through a lot, even though I've sure. seen it more than once, but it is. And Emma Thompson has a great uh, scene at the end that she got an Oscar nomination for. Wait, don't tell me you're a huge fan of Emma Thompson too. Marco, I love my women. <laughs> Dangerous and glamorous and interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and strong. Yeah, and All strong. right. Well, speaking of those types of women, Diana Doors was often called the British Marilyn Monroe, a blonde bombshell who began her career in the 40s, including a role in David Lean's 
Oliver Twist, but achieved stardom in the 50s in films like The Long Haul, The Unholy Wife, and Passport to Shame. Such a good film. In her later years, she worked a great deal with the religious and charity groups, including advocating for prison reform while continuing to act. Her last film was Steaming, co-starring Vanessa Redgrave and based on the play by Neil Dunn. It was released a year after her death from cancer in 1984 at the age of 52. Oh, that's so sad. She was born on this day in Swindon, England in 1931. Michael Crichton was a best-selling author and filmmaker whose imagination won him no end of readers and viewers, directing the films Westworld, Coma, and The First Great Train Robbery, and publishing the novels Sphere, Congo, Rising Sun, and of course, Jurassic Park. He created the long-running series ER and wrote the screenplay for Twister. His film Westworld has recently been made into an HBO series, and the Jurassic Park franchise is still going 12 years after his death from cancer at the age of 66. He was born on this day in Chicago in 1942. Well, he was born Alfred Matthew Yankovic, but no, but we all know him as Weird Al, the musical spoof artist who first started sending homemade tapes to a radio show and would eventually become a pop culture icon with music and video parodies like Like a Surgeon and Eat It. And the video for Eat It is fantastic if you haven't seen it. I'm sure I have. It's been a while since I did a Weird Al dive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it to our listeners. If you haven't seen Eat It, look it up on YouTube. An attempt to harness his comedic sensibility into movie stardom resulted in the cult film classic UHF in 1989. But it pale success was no matter to the artist who has sold 12 million albums and performed more than a thousand live shows. He has won five Grammy Awards, directed videos for other artists, and wrote and created the brief success of the Weird Al show on television. He was born on this day in Downey, California in 1959. And Bill, anyone I know who's met him says he's a wonderful person. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize he was that successful. I didn't realize it was like 12 million albums level successful. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of musicians I know um, who think he's a very talented artist musical artist Mm -hmm. who because he does spoofs everybody thinks he's just a silly guy but they say he's really quite a genius yeah and also some people and i don't know if this is true for him but i find that a lot of people who are famous in the way he is um they're kind of scared to put themselves out there seriously and so they they sort of regress to the comedic stuff as a Mm -hmm. sort of insecurity thing um and that like we were talking about joan rivers earlier that's something that she definitely did yeah, because uh, she did have ambitions as like a serious actor, serious playwright. So I wonder if that was true about him, too. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the other hand, I can't be surprised that he's not successful. I don't remember him not existing. Like, I always remember knowing who Weird Al was since yeah. I was a kid. So Ireland Baldwin is a model and actress who has made the new face of guest fashions in 2017 at the age of 22. Following in the footsteps of her mother, Oscar winner Kim Basinger, she is moving from modeling into acting beginning with her performance as the younger version of her mom in Grudge Match, and then starring in the 2020 film A Dark Foe. Her father is Oscar nominee Alec Baldwin, who first made Ireland famous when his angry voicemail to her was leaked to the press and gave a glimpse into the custody battle that she was caught between after her parents divorced. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1995. Alex Gibney is one of the most talented filmmakers working in documentaries. His masterpiece, Taxi to the Dark Side, about the atrocities at Abu Ghraib prison, winning the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. 
He also made the films Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, the Scientology expose Going Clear, and Client 9 about the rise and fall of Elliot Spitzer. Gibney was born on this day in New York City in 1953. I just watched a film he did on Park Avenue that was also really great. Every, I love everything he does, no matter what it's about. He's so great. Yeah, you know, The Smartest Guy in the Room, I hear great things about it, and I need oh, to watch it. Oh, that's an amazing documentary, but Taxi to the Dark Side is still the best that I've seen so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's really, really devastating. Right. Johnny Carson was the king of late night. His hosting The Tonight Show from 1962 to 1992 set the standard for talk shows, and appearing on them was a quick way to achieving success in show business. After serving in the Navy, he began working in radio, which eventually led to his working in television. He won six Emmy Awards throughout his years on the air and was inducted into the Television Academy Hall of Fame in 1987. In 1992, he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom and was honored at the Kennedy Center in 1993. He was born on this day in Corning, Iowa in 1925 and died in 2005 at the age of 79. There was no one that could touch Johnny Carson. Yeah, he was fantastic. Although a really cruel person in real life, I read a lot. Uh, yes, very much so. And this is also why I love Joan Rivers so much is that yeah. she will talk about the fact that he gave her her start. She says, I would have nothing if it wasn't for that man. But she's also honest about how um, harsh he was to her when yeah. she got her own show and the fact that he never spoke to her again. And I Terrible. really admire the class of her to talk about both openly. Anyone who knew him did say that, you know, uh, we have to stop being shocked that um, talk show hosts are are like not nice people. It takes yeah. a it takes a kind of sociopath to be willing to do that work because it's like it's a constant twenty four seven race that you're in for sure. years. Uh, it's not a normal person who can do it. Um, and famous was one of those people famous for like not talking to you during commercial breaks, like just going completely dead. Right. But when he was on, there was no one. And Joan said this too. No one could touch him. He was the best straight man. He made he brought out the best in all of his guests. Yep. And maybe it's because of the generation I grew up in, but he absolutely defined that world. He defined late night for me. And everybody else is in his shadow. Very fair. Yep. Do you remember any of the times he hosted the Oscars, Bill? I barely remember it when I was younger. They were before my time. I didn't start watching the Oscars for the first time until that Snow White debacle in 1988. Okay. Yep. Uh, 89. But um, but I've watched, you can watch all of the Oscar ceremonies on YouTube. The Academy has them all on there. And oh, I've really? watched every single one because I am the nerd of all nerds. Okay. Uh, so I have seen all of his bits and his jokes are, I mean, some of them are very dated, uh, but some of them are very funny. When he yeah. says, welcome to the Oscars, one hour of glittering entertainment spread out over a four hour show. I mean, that <laughs> is so funny. Or uh, I see a lot of new faces. I see, or uh, he, uh, he said, uh, you know, welcome. I see a lot of old faces. I see a lot of new faces too, especially on the old faces. Yeah. I mean, I ruined it, but that's a great joke. Love yeah. it. Megan McCain was born on this day in Phoenix, Arizona in 1984. She's an American columnist, author, and television personality. She's worked for ABC News, Fox News, MSNBC. She's a recipient of three Daytime Emmy Award nominations. McCain is the eldest of four children of the Senator John McCain and Cindy Hensley McCain, and she currently is well-served as the conservative co-host of The View. I know we're not supposed to like her as loony lefties, but I do find her very interesting, and I always prefer people be interesting than nice. Listen, I think she's an important voice there, and I really think that, you know, 
uh, as liberal or as left as you may be, you do need uh, a conservative voice to, you know, counter any of your points because not all the points that one makes uh, should be left unchallenged. So 1, I think she's an important part. Yeah, I fully agree. She sometimes takes things a bit too personally and sometimes does the my dad thing a right. bit too much. But for the most part, I totally, I actually do admire her, especially because when Elizabeth Hasselbeck was the conservative voice, yeah, she uh, couldn't string two thoughts together and took everything personally, never had anything to contribute because she was always whining and saying, why are you guys all being mean to me? Sure. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that Megan McCain shows up to, you know, deliver, you know, yeah. um, she does a much better job in that way. I also appreciate that she gave one of the funniest tweets of the last 10 years when that woman wrote that really um, mean thing about her on Twitter and Megan retweeted it with, you were at my wedding, Denise. I mean, that's it was am- the, the best. That's the best. The, it was the best moment amazing. of my life. Philip Kaufman leaves a long time between his projects, but his fans find them worth the wait. His career, including the critically acclaimed hits Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the Donald Sutherland version, The Right Stuff, which won four Oscars, and The Unbearable Lightness of Being. He also made the controversial Henry and June and the drama Quills. His most recent film was Hemingway and Gellhorn in 2012, and he was born on this day in Chicago in 1936. Una O'Connor was a character actress who played comic relief maids and hysterics in classic movies, best known for her role as Maid Marian's attendant, Bess, in The Adventures of Robin Hood in 1938. Who could forget that film, Bill, from 1938? That's Uh, the best version of Robin Hood ever. Don't even joke about it, Marco. (laughs) Of course, she also played... Who's who's amazing? I have to say, I love yeah. Olivia de Havilland. She also played Minnie in The Bride of Fa- Frankenstein. She had begun her career in the Irish theater and came to Hollywood with a touring production of Cavalcade in the late twenties. Happy to sign a contract and stay working in films until her last role in Billy Wilder's Witness for the Prosecution in nineteen fifty-seven. She was born on this day in Belfast in eighteen eighty and died in nineteen fifty-nine at the age of seventy-eight. We haven't had an 1800s one in a while. No, it's true. It's like a a lucky penny for us. (laughs) Well, Bill, I had a great time. Me too, Marco. Thank you for listening to Strong Women Who Are Dangerous. That's right. The podcast about birthdays. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See you tomorrow. See you. (laughs) 